This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, Hello, my little nougats. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I know it's a little unorthodox to call you guys a carb that's really just something that goes inside another carb, as in you'd never get a box of nougats. I don't think you would, at least. Nougats, nougat is just a filling, right? Yeah. Um, isn't like a big hunk a nougat? Just straight up nougat. Yeah, there's no chocolate around it. You're right. Hello, my little big hunks. <laughs> anyway, we're all here. Hi, Gary. Hi, Allison. Hello, Matt. What's going on? Hello, Chris. What up, my nougats? <laughs> and hello, Jenna. <laughs> hello. Um, so what you guys didn't hear was before the show, we sound checked, and then uh, Matt said, "What? What? how did you check this time? Oh, I don't know. I think I just went, hey, hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, and exactly. then <laughs> And then Gary went, oh, I could use a little less of that. Or like I could tur- use a little less of you. So if I sound a little quieter than everyone else, it's because Gary. <laughs> Thank Gary. I <laughs> so I have all sorts of things that I've been jotting down as things that I need your thoughts on and I wanted to discuss. Um Many of them involving wedding-y things that are going through my head. So I'm just going to dive in. And if anyone else needs to dive in, you also dive in. Um, Okay. So I need some help with cake flavors. Uh, Three-tier cake. And they're each going to be a different tier. And I just want to know what you guys – what personally would be – what you would choose and then also what you think is like the most popular. What are you working with? Uh, in terms of flavors. Oh, oh! I'm going to tell you. I'm just okay. giving you the preamble. <laughs> um, granted, it is such a small wedding. I could just poll everyone, but then that it's like instead of actually knowing what people want, I just want to guess at what they want and then get what I want. Anyway, okay. So, <laughs> so ultimately, we're going to just here to tell you what it is you want. <laughs> yes. Okay. No, but also it's what you want. I want to gotcha. filter that. I want to filter. I already like, I already like the three tiers. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Um, So it's going to be vanilla buttercream frosting on the outside. Uh, One of the layers is vanilla sponge cake, and the filling is whipped cream and berries. Um, But possibly raspberry buttercream in that layer as well, like just near the bottom. Uh, One of the layers is vanilla sponge cake with white chocolate mousse filling, possibly raspberry buttercream in that one. Um, and I'll explain why it's it, why there's the various options. And then another one is lemon sponge cake with lemon curd filling and berries. But that's vanilla on the outside. So we went and we had our tasting. And I feel like a tasting should be like, here's 25 flavors mm-hmm. and 25 fillings. <laughs> yeah. They don't do that. <laughs> the place we went. That's JV, bro, because yeah. I got to taste my sister's and it was 25. Seriously? Really? Fuck yeah. It was awesome. That's what I think most cake tastings are like. San Ysidro or, or wherever I'm getting – actually, I'm not making uh, – I'm not hiding where I'm getting married. Um, they said they offered uh, two choices at the tasting. So we asked for yeah. a few yeah. extra. Three tiers. I know. <laughs> I, 
That's why two of the cake's tears are the same flavor. Yeah. Hence a lot of Mm. trying to cobble together things. So we tasted two kind of cakes and then we tasted the buttercream separately. So I'm really cobbling together bits of different things. I haven't tasted any of this like all together. I'm thinking the whipped cream, the vanilla with the whipped cream and the berries. Potential. The reason I want to add the raspberry buttercream is because the raspberry buttercream was just so good. I want to shove it in somewhere. Um, that one I'm thinking is probably the most popular. I know that whipped cream and berries is like their most popular flavor for wedding cakes. So I feel like that should be the the different tiers are different sizes. So I feel like that should be the bigger tier. And then the white chocolate mousse with the vanilla buttercream. I took a bite of it. Daniel loved it. He ate like half of the sample. Um, and I was just like, this is, it tastes like straight butter and cookie. It tasted like Play-Doh slash cookie dough, but in a not good way. I know it sounds good. Yeah, Play-Doh, Play-Doh in a not good way. <laughs> Play-Doh's delicious. <laughs> it was so doughy tasting. It. But he, who like normally doesn't even love cake, just loved that. Hmm. I think it was just very not sweet. It, like, it tasted like bread and butter, which I normally like. You'd think mm-hmm. I would like that since I like bread and butter, but not when my mouth... Right. Is saying to my brain, here comes cake. Yeah, then it's like, this is confusing. I don't want this. Yeah. Yes. No. Hence, I think, hence, we're going to do the white chocolate mousse. Um, but I'm thinking maybe raspberry because those flavors go well. And then the lemon that we tasted had lemon mousse and lemon curd in it. And it was so, so lemony. It was so tart that it was good. But it was, it was like you take a bite and then you go, and this might not work on a podcast. Oh. No, that worked. <laughs> I, I think, think it did. I think if you're going to stick with that combination, that's the top tier. I thought that immediately because that right. is a lot of lemon. And, and there right. are certain people like my mom who would just go fucking nuts for that. Right. I think that's the more polarizing one. Yeah, you got to be committed to lemon if you're going to have lemon f- cake with lemon It curd. could be like a that top tier is like a palate cleanser. And then before you, you dig into the, the bottom right. tier. Yeah. Now, that's it's, the way Chris approaches <laughs> wedding cakes, by the like, way, guys. I'll like, start at the top. I'll be clean back my for palate. you. But, but we could also do lemon buttercream instead of lemon curd, which I tasted, which was really good and much more much softer. But they are really all about their lemon cake with the lemon curd and the berries and the buttercream. Like They feel like that all comes together to create something amazing. I wouldn't know. It wasn't one of the ones I tasted. <laughs> I would say for sure – Save the raspberry thing that you like for that middle tier. If yes. that okay. berries and whipped cream is like their big number one, as much as you love the raspberry, you're going to destroy that one That's popular flavor. That's what I'm flavor. wondering. So save it for the you... one that you're kind of wishy-washy on. Totally. Anyway. What are the berries they're offering you for the base layer as we've decided it? <laughs> strawberries and I think raspberries. Yeah. Um... We did strawberries at my sister's and it was fucking really good. So you wouldn't. You wouldn't inject raspberry buttercream into that one even just a tiny bit. Correct. I would, put, I I would, would save it for the middle layer. Okay. Give something to look forward to for that middle layer. Because if you inject raspberry and strawberry, then you maybe don't know exactly what you're getting. It starts to taste like a berry medley. You don't want a medley. Yeah, you don't want a medley. <laughs> medley. I, I have a question now. I don't want a berry jubilee. That's what I was wondering. Though. I was wondering if the raspberry of the buttercream is going to fight with the actual raspberry or the actual strawberries that are in that layer. Let the raspberry buttercream shine on its own. <laughs> with the white chocolate mousse. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And that allows the strawberry to shine on its own as well. I think yeah. you're right. Very important question. Okay. Very important. Does the lemon cake look like the white cake? Yes. That's why you have to have the same frosting on the outside. So that you confuse people even more about what flavor they're about to eat. Oh. Well, no. Once you take one slice out of it, you can see. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You can see when you're inside it. Okay. Because I was going to say, as somebody who is 
I'm not going to say anti-lemon, but it's probably at the bottom. This of, is valuable information If for I me. were to get a slice of that lemon one and think that it was vanilla because it's got that kind of, you know, yellowy white color, I would be – Bum. I would. Oh, more than that. Same. I would just leave the wedding. He would leave. Yeah. <laughs> Take his gift back and leave. <laughs> and then just go. No, so, you would. You would. I just know. want to make sure. Okay, yeah, people would know. Yeah. All right. All I right. Mean, I don't so know how you fix it. You don't. You can't like slice it into L's or something so people know it's lemon. I, I don't know how you. I think you the lemon bouquet it. hits you across the room. Okay, you just know. <laughs> oh, lemon cleanser. Um, but I think that the whipped cream and berries. I. For some reason, I'm thinking it might be both raspberry and strawberry berries. That would be fine as long as they're both berries. Right, as opposed to the berry buttercream flavor. Okay. And I think if my memory serves, there's a a bunch of layers in each one. So there's, you know, let's say there's like eight layers or something in the the tier. What, how many of them should be white chocolate mousse and how many should be raspberry buttercream? I mean, if we're talking eight, I would go four and four. Yeah, okay. alternating. I feel like Daniel's not going to be as excited about that, though, because he wanted the purity of his not very good Play-Doh cake. Give give Daniel his own layer in that cake. Can't you take that. two of them, <laughs> give him the other one. Oh, his own, his own layer or his own tier? Like, yeah, the tier. Let him let him decide that second one so he and his buddies can, can have a lemon butter party. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they want to have a lemon okay. party. Maybe they do. Um, there is a thing called a groom's cake. Right. Are yeah. you doing it? Are you doing that? No. Maybe Hold we should. Hold on a second. What is that? Where you don't get to make any decisions, but we give you a consolation prize? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's like a, cho- it's a chocolate cupcake that gets it's shoved a, in the corner. It's a one-person cake. <laughs> no. That's fucked I up. I think it's it's a, a chocolate cake usually. Yeah. I only The only time I've ever seen one is in that movie. What movie is that? Not is Steel Magnolia. Yeah, My Best Friend's Wedding. No, it's like or? Steel Magnolia. Oh. The Armadillo it. Cake. Remember that? Have you seen that movie? I haven't. You'd think Someone I would Someone else have. out there may... Is no, knows what I'm talking about. I've seen two separate cakes. At but weddings. yeah, Ooh, I mean, or we could go nuts and have this be three separate. I, no, I think it's just gonna be one. Yeah, I know. I, sh- I know. I know. I should give him his own tier, but for some reason, I just I'm trying to I'm trying to have like 14 different flavors going on. So I can't I can't spare the tier. It's hard to part with that whole tier, especially the middle one. Your, your, your Maybe I'll let go use- of the lemon. It's I, no one's that excited about the lemon except Gary's mom. I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I would think my mom it, forces lemon cake on our family. Uh, at least I love lemon cake four to too. five times a year, and it is the only cake she ever presents to the family that comes home eighty-five percent uneaten. <laughs> and then she proceeds to I don't know eat a few more slices and throw it away. I That's guess. her plan all along, probably. I would think if you're going to have a husband cake, that it shouldn't be like a little cupcake. You should. I, it I should was kidding. have. It's not. Okay, it's I was going to say it is that. a normal size cake. Yeah, but yeah. It, I, there should be like a screen print of Kate Upton on the front, or like some sort of bikini model. Like that is what would truly make it the the husband cake. I mean, so that that's would be my so suggestion. Ro- romantic Nothing as says well. True love. <laughs> like Kate oh Upton God. at your wedding. <laughs> that's right. Screen. Pr- this back. is why she can't let go of a tear of cake. <laughs> I know. Because Matt has terrible ideas. <laughs> I think so. I think just the fear of a Kate Upton cake might show up. Okay, Listen, so everyone terrible. I'll be laughing my way a, to the bank. Everyone's in a agreement that the whipped cream and berries would be like the most popular followed by the raspberry white chocolate mousse followed by the lemon yes yep okay great thank you guys so much okay now let me see my next um (laughs) thing i oh oh i had an idea that i wanted to tell everyone about um the person that it involves will be the last to know but i've been looking at the the schedule and trying to figure out okay well what show is going to air here um you know and what show is going to air the monday 
uh, after I get married. And I was thinking, you know, who would be the ultimate guest for that show? Daniel. Great yes. idea. Because I know that he's kind of on the fence. I mean, I, he keeps saying, he's like, I mean, of, of course, eventually I'll come in and be on the podcast. So he hasn't yeah. ruled it out. He's just, I think, trying to find the right time. And you I think, think the right time is five days before your wedding? Yes, I think that's perfect. <laughs> and then I was thinking. I hope he does it. I do, too. Um, uh, uh, well, I have to see how he feels <laughs> when he <laughs> hears this. Um, but then I was also, because I was sort of thinking, well, for someone who is perhaps a little bit uh, shy or maybe just not that entirely comfortable around a microphone, maybe the Thursday show would be easier for him because it's less intense. Although, I mean, it's me. I'm not that intense to him, one would assume. But I was thinking we could have him be on this show too, and it could be my fiance Daniel Week. Like, Sounds great. Like yes. Shark I love Week. Hanging out with him. Yes. Daniel's a great Bring guy. Bring him. Yes. Okay. I'll try to convince him of that. Now, let's see what else. Oh, just a couple other things. Um, on an episode of the show, which you will hear on Monday, uh, my guest is Mark Garagos. And he offered – so as you – as everyone, sorry. I'm sorry that it's so 1,000% wedding. It will be 0% wedding very soon. I'm just all about this right now, um, unfortunately. But so the plan is you know, we're having this very, very tiny um, wedding with a lot of cake flavors <laughs> on the 8th. And then later I'm going to have a bigger wedding party reception thing and invite everyone and then we can all celebrate. Together, uh, Mark Garagos offered for me to have this party at his house. It seemed very legitimate. But what I need for everyone who's listening, I need them, to, you guys to weigh in. Was he being serious or not? He's absolutely being he serious. He was absolutely being serious to the point that there was a follow-up email that was unprovoked. I know. Later, but Chris it was doesn't that even same, know about But this. it was that night when it was even still. Even still. Okay. You don't, you don't, you don't make, then put it on paper. You're he right. already had it recorded verbally, like out in the internet, and then he decided to put it on paper. I yeah, mean, because it was an email exchange about um, it about it was about him, him being a little late, right? And so w- Gary was checking to make sure he was still on his way, and then um, multiple hours later, he saw the chain and was like, "I yep, made, I finally made it, and I committed to host this." Yeah, I made it. Not only did I make it, but I committed to host Allison's wedding reception. And then I wrote back and I said, yes, you did, exclamation point. But then he didn't write back and say, and I meant it. <laughs> oh, that, oh, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, man. but that's an insane person or woman's thought. I know. I, I, I saw that and I was like, okay, so Garagos sometime in June. Looking forward to that. So you, so everyone here who heard it yes. thinks that that was totally serious. 100% serious. It was not. Wow. Wait till you guys that listen is on awesome. Monday. It's not like this came up once. It was no, it talked about up, I know. multiple times for probably a collective 15 minutes. Including choosing what month. Gary suggested June. We all like it. Yeah, well, I'm a thinker. Yeah, right. June's a good month. So you I don't like think that. we need to hit up Dr. Drew to find out? Because Was that on air or was it afterwards? No, that was after. You were yeah. asking me if he was serious and I said yes and you seemed unconvinced. And so you I said suggested... we, should, we could ask Dr. Drew if he was serious. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think that's necessary. How... Okay, great. Yay. I mean, regardless of whether or not he was serious, can't you just show up and have a party? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't see why not. It's a big house. Yeah. He probably could be on the opposite end of the house and never even know there's a party going on. 
You're right. Oh, no, we'll let him know. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then here's my last wedding thing, and then we can truly move on. Um, wedding registry, registry question. Most people who are getting married just want cash gifts. Uh, that has been my experience with other people getting married. Um, my sister did this thing called Honey Fund, which is where do – you, do you know about it, Jenna? Oh, yeah. I love it. That's what actually what we did. It's this thing where you register for – you kind of design a honeymoon and then people give you parts of the honeymoon. But basically they're giving you cash. Um, but you can also add other things in there as well. Like we put a photo album on there and stuff like that. Um, but I'm just wondering, should we also create an actual registry – Daniel is wondering if we should, for people who are more old-fashioned who feel like, I don't want to just give you cash. Yes, but do it at a store you genuinely want to shop at later when you return those gifts. <laughs> okay. like, and do it at something that's very national. Yes, yes. Because a lot Nordstrom's. of these... Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, Nordstrom, like, we did Crate and Barrel because I love Crate and Barrel, and we're still using it to buy cool stuff because we like returned a lot of things because we moved twice. Right. Okay. So, I yeah. I would just because there are going to be people like maybe older people, friends of your parents, fam- family who are going to be like, what's Honey Fund? I don't want to do that. That sounds hard. Right. Okay. You know? 100% true. My mom yeah. wouldn't do that bullshit, but she'll happily go on Bloomingdale's.com and right. buy five things and send them from her computer. So it, totally. would, so it would be because Honey Fund sounds hard as opposed to because like I don't want to just – I mean I think Dan – I yeah. think we're no, worried. Is it, rude, is it rude to be basically saying we want money for a honeymoon? That's what we want is our gift. Like is that rude? It's not rude. I just think there are people who may not understand it either. Like it's not tangible. But like, if there's if there's one person out there who thinks it is rude, why? What does it harm you to have a you know a Nordstrom's registry? That's true. It's right. Like, the whole the whole registry thing options. feels weird in a way. It just I feels mean, weird to ask for gifts. It totally does. It feels so weird. And but can it's I a put a straightening and the, iron on? People are expecting. Yeah, it. you can. And you're not doing you're not I doing a bridal it. shower or any of the other like traditional like give me present shit. So it's right. Like, People expect this. Like people who can't come will want the registry so they have a chance to send you something. A lot of times it's not necessarily about money. Like my parents don't like giving cash, but my mom does love the idea of giving somebody something, giving somebody something and then being able to then see it later. Yes. 5 years down the road they get invited to a dinner party and it's like, "Oh, look, it's the serving thing." I My parents love that shit. Okay. It's like it, certain people are just it weird like that. It it's 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 like saying like, "I'm helping you start your life together." I guess Here's a bowl. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is the weird thing. That makes sense when you're in your early 20s yes. and you're yeah. you have you don't even live together yet versus Daniel and I live together. You're established. How much are yeah. I mean, but we don't, you know, all those things that my parents had, like we don't have fine china. We don't even have matching sets of everything. We don't have a lot of entertaining stuff. We don't have a, but but I don't it's hard I'm not sure I want to get that either because it's like where would we even put it and we don't necessarily need it. Yeah. We're such fake adults. <laughs> no, it's a weird it's a weird thing to think about. But you can go on like like I said Nordstrom Bloomingdale's and put on like a cool blanket that you want or uh, like something yeah. that's not a serving platter, you right. know, or I don't know, a and gravy it, boat. And it helps us buying the gift. Like so we know because I, you know, if I'm on my way to a wedding, I forget to get something, I'll just run into wherever they're registered and I won't have to spend all my time looking for something. Because I already know I'll just pick something out from the right. registry. Okay. I do love Honey Fund, though. 
I'm excited you're on there. It's easy. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys. And thanks to the listeners for um, indulging me in all this wedding talk. Let's move on to something less wedding-y. But first, I want to tell you guys about Hulu Plus. You know Hulu. Hulu Plus is all that and more. In fact, if you were listening to me talk about weddings and you were getting super bored by that, which I'm not saying you were. I'm just saying possibly you could have been. You could have been entertained if you were watching something on your phone or your iPad or your computer. If you had Hulu Plus, you can watch thousands of hit TV shows and movies in your living room or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. You can catch your favorite TV shows, New Girl, Once Upon a Time, Dancing with the Stars, Scandal, um, and that's just a few. They have so many shows. You can also check out exclusive content including Hulu originals like The Wrong Man's and Behind the Mask which is Hulu's new docu-series that takes you inside the world of sports mascots. For only $7.99 a month you can catch up on current shows, binge on old favorites or catch a great movie. Stream as many TV TV shows and movies as you want wherever you want. Right now you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison. That's a special offer for you guys, my listeners. Make sure you use HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison so you get the extended free trial and they know that we sent you. Go to HuluPlus.com forward slash Allison right now for your extended two-week free trial. And on the episode that we already talked about with Mark Garagos where he offered to host the party, he also mentioned Blacklist, which is the show that we were all binge-watching together on Hulu Plus. So I thought that was pretty neat. Okay. Um, I want to know how Matt's Valentine's Day was. <laughs> but I also think we should do an iTunes comment of the week. Which should we do first? Well, Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. Fucking hate you, Gary. <laughs> that one wasn't malicious. I've heard the fr- the other story already, so I wanted to do this first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Maddie. This week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Kenny Death, and it's titled "A New Best Friend Right When I Needed One Most." <laughs> okay, I've lived in Austin, Texas, for almost three years. I don't have many friends here, and all my family is back in PA. Allison and the Thursday BFF crew really seem like the kind of company I kept in my early to mid twenties. And in those episodes, I am transported back to a certain point in my life that I miss. I listen with a sense of nostalgia, but also, more importantly, with a lot of anticipation. Oh, but wait, there's more. The Monday shows are awesome as well. Although I'm not always as familiar with the guests, I always find the shows to be very interesting. Not only is Allison a great interview conductor, but I feel I'm able to connect with these artists on a very personal leather. I'm sorry, on a very personal level, whether or not I am familiar with their work. All in all, you make me feel like less of a weirdo, or at least like I am not the only weirdo. Aww, Happy thank- face emoticon. <laughs> thank you so much for your really nice uh, iTunes comment of the week. This has me wondering... Can you translate all the emoticons into words, Gary? Uh, I can I can probably do a lot of the ones that are text-based, but if you want me to try to get into the iPhone ones, it's not happening. I was going to say, like, there's that <laughs> one where I think the eyes might be closed, but the mouth is like – it's like a half moon. It's really a big smile. Like, oh, yes, capital oh, D? Gary's do- – yeah, it's that <laughs> one. But <laughs> – right. How would you describe sound, that one? I wouldn't. That's a big smile. Emoticon. That's uh, grinning. Uh, there's grinning. other ones with a big smile, though. No, yeah. that's the biggest you can get is a capital D. What 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 is a bigger one? No, no, no. She's talking about like the actual the like, emojis. emojis. Oh, you're talking about the emoji. Yeah. Those yeah. ones you can't. Oh. I, I don't think I would be able to get very far. When with Matt those. first started working here, he always sent us. But this is before emojis. He would always send me the uh, the colon with a capital P, like the tongue sticking out. Uh huh. Classic. Like, I thought that was funny. <laughs> what would you? How, what would you? What, what would you punctuate with that? What do you mean? Like in what? How would you use it? 
Or did you just send just the text? Yeah, just that's that? all it was. <laughs> yeah, half the emails I get from that Super are like creep. that. Super creep. Creepy. Yeah. I do get a little expressive with my, with my email sometimes. Um, I, the, I believe the capital P would come after something that's supposed to be taken in jest. Uh-huh. Or, like, look, or like look at how dumb this, this sentence is. We're just most of the sentences are right. right. <laughs> What's your go-to emoji now? Or probably, just, probably just the smiley. But even that. You know, I try to filter that out of my of my professional emails. <laughs> I like the smiling poop. Yeah, my brothers will send me like really long, weird, all in emoji, and then at, be like, "What I say?" And it's usually like poop sandwich, <laughs> have you guys chicken seen, nugget. You know, it's have like you, random. Have you guys seen Aziz Ansari translated a bunch of Kanye West songs? No, using all emojis. Oh. It is pretty funny. That's awesome. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> If you would like your iTunes comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, just leave us a nice comment on iTunes. Five stars is our favorite number. Um, so how was your Valentine's Day and all the hot sex and the Color Me Mind trip? All of it was amazing. Um, Friday night <laughs> went out for what? Like it wasn't going to be? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it might not have been. That's true. I guess it could have been a really there's shitty no Valentine's way could've, Day. No, no. There's no way that could have went Poorly. Not with me no. by your side. I mean, look what happened. That's not what he's saying. Damn it. <laughs> look what happened when you went in the helicopter. That's true. That did take a <laughs> weird turn that I wasn't expecting. There was no puking this weekend, thankfully. Um, but no, I mean, it's. I mean, it was relatively non-eventful. I think I, I everything that I said that was going to happen happened. So it was a spectacular weekend. You told us about marathon sex. Yeah, you did. Uh, I believe the phrase you used was ten hours. Ten hours. Session. Yeah. That's what I mean. He had, know, a, listen, he had to tape gonna, his nipples. We had to shut it down when the, for the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could round down if we want to say ten hours. I'll round down. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Uh, but no, it was really fun. <laughs> Co- Color me, uh, me mine was also awesome. Although uh, something that Gary told me that I forgot is that you paint it, but you got to wait like five days before you can get it. I warned you about that like three times because it's such a downer when you when you like hand it in and you're like, fuck. Yeah, Friday? I mean, we, like, what the fuck? We went into it expecting that it was going to be a couple extra days, but I mean, we were there on Saturday, and I can't pick it up till Wednesday. Oh. That's what? What is? But the I brought it? cereal. What's that? <laughs> I just think you wanted the day off. Yeah, out of exactly, it. exactly. And I like that you said that because uh, Julie made me a uh, a bowl that looks like an owl. It's like an owl bowl that mm-hmm. I will be gladly making uh, bowls of cereal with. And then mm-hmm. I made her a uh, like a. A uh, plant holder, a pottery holder that's a giant owl. It's like Why? his and her owls. Why is this owls? I'm laughing because Gary's laughing. I know. They're... A vase? A vase. No, it's, no, 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 no. It's bigger than that. Like something you A planter. You put yeah. like a full plant in it. Yeah, she has a little garden in her yard that she likes. Wait, so Aww. she made a planter? I or... We painted each other's. Oh. We made each other Valentine's. The Valentine's Day thing. That was, yeah. the, that was the thing. I like that. So we found that, you know, when you go there, they have just shelves of... Just shit. I mean, anything you can think. It's of. all. It's all crap, though. I mean, I mean, it was ex- it was exciting. The whole idea of it was exciting, but then you go there and there's that practical moment when you're trying to figure out what you're actually going to paint. And other than just some figurine, which would just you know be nice to have figurine, I'm trying to think of something a little more practical. Hmm. Um, but they had these fun like owl things, and I don't know, it was fun. It was Why the owl? I would. Uh, I was trying to find something that kind of had a set design in it because I like kind of just painting in the lines and filling it in as opposed to like Free just style. getting a blank canvas and running with it. So something that was like kind of a fun looking. Okay. Yeah. I didn't so. know if Al had like significance in it the relationship. It is our spirit animal. Not, yeah. yeah, it is our spirit animal. Mm-hmm. No, not, not really. Were there other his and her animal pairs that you could have chosen? 
not that I could really find. I mean, we might have if we if we had gone on the internet and made clicking sounds. Um, <laughs> yeah, not really that I could see, but that that was definitely fun. And uh, yeah, went and saw a movie, and yeah, it was a great. What weekend. movie did you see? Uh, her. Oh, how did you like it? I liked it for the most part. It's a very very well made movie. It's very very boring though. It's got it's like filled with clever ideas and it does have like surprising moments in it, but it's over two hours long. It probably could have been about ninety minutes and it would have had a much bigger impact. Um, and it's kind of a heavy movie. I was aware of that and I I told uh, my girlfriend as well like we're seeing this for Valentine's Day, but let's both just be aware that this isn't going to be a rollicking romantic comedy because it's totally not. But uh, it was interesting movie and did you say that to set the expectations i wanted Mm. to set the tone a little bit but it wouldn't impact the 10 hour lms that's correct and uh i'm actually glad that i had prefaced it with that because what ended up happening is after the movie was over there was just a lot of stuff to talk about it was like a very engaging movie to to see so not movie i would rush back to see just because it was so boring but it definitely makes you think so for that reason i I did enjoy it i give it an a minus (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, yeah. I did really like it. Though. I've heard it. I, I want to see that. And I keep hearing the Lego movie is really good. Has anyone here seen that one? It's cute. I, I saw it. Yeah, I think I might watch it tonight. Wait, you just think it was cute? Because I keep I keep hearing that it's – like people are so effusive about it. It makes me wonder what happens in this movie. Well, there is a very unusual twist at the ending that I don't think anybody who who went – I mean I was like, What? So for me, actually, it was a little off-putting, but I think for other people, it like really made them love the movie more. I, I just thought it was cute. Had some funny lines. I'm not like writing home about it. I mean, mm. it's a kid's movie anyway, but. I'm pretty excited. That is the worst review I've ever heard of that movie. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, not like, not, like the quality know. of it, but right, I mean like. Right, the, like, right. Because everyone loves it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it, Gary? No, I didn't. Oh. It was the, a joke about Brian's review. Oh, <laughs> you, you, by the way, had a very funny joke. Thank you, after Brian's review. That was I just did a little. Th- toss yeah, back I know. To that one. Yeah. Well, so for the listeners who don't know, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what information they need. I imagine people who listen to this show probably Paul Brian does movie sh- reviews and they're terrible and gives bad fucking scores <laughs> to all of them. So at the end of being effusive about this movie, Allison chimed in and goes, and he's like, "This is probably the best movie I've seen all year. It's going to be an Academy Award winner." And you oh, jumped in and said – I said, so you're going to give it what? An A minus? <laughs> so what do you give it? An A minus? I said it pretty dry actually. Well yeah. Well Just because he well was delivered. so like over the – it was – for him, it, he was very over the top about how good it was. And for him, it was like especially effusive. So I figured he, that would probably rate A minus in his book. I do think the movie resonates more for boys. Just going to say hmm. it. Could be. I'm Big very, time. I'm very excited to see the movie. I haven't yeah. seen it yet, but the guys who directed that movie, Brian mentioned that they did 21 Jump Street, which I thought was a hilarious movie. And if you haven't seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which was their last kind of kids cartoon, it's amazingly clever. Really good. Another yeah. great movie. And before any of that, they had the guys who made uh, the Lego movie had an MTV cartoon called Clone High that for some reason a friend of a friend had – or rather – Sorry, one one of my friends has seen the show, showed it to me. It's like a Canadian MTV cartoon, and it was fucking hilarious. So ever since that show, any project that those guys do, I'm instantly hooked on it because everything that I've seen by them is amazing. Clone High, you say? Clone High, yeah. It's like – 
I mean, if you were to ever see the show, the theme song explains the story. But essentially, a bunch of scientists cloned a bunch of famous people, and they're all in high school together. So it's like high school Abraham Lincoln has a crush on high school Cleopatra, but she has a crush on high school JFK. And so all the characters, like the comic relief is a Gandhi clone. And so they're all aware that they're clones and that there's an actual historical person that did something significant. And the whole show, like, makes fun of kind of, like, emo teenage comedies. It's it's great. You can get it on, on DVD. It's really That fun. sounds good. Really I'm going to have to check that out. Yep. I wonder if you can get that on Amazon. If so, click through my banner at AllisonRosen.com. Um, okay, I'm going to bring up a relationshipy thing. Uh, and I want to know what you guys think. Okay, so the other day I was in sort of a blue mood. Um, and then I saw a bunch of my friends down in Orange County and afterwards – and I was saying to Daniel afterwards that I'm really glad that I saw them because it kind of reminded – it pulled me out of myself and pulled me out of the stuff that's been in my head and kind of reminded me that there's you know, life after this present stress and all that stuff. Is that, did someone make a noise? Did someone fart? What's going on? No, my chair. My chair is making I heard that squeak. Yeah. Noise. Okay. Yeah, it just. Sorry. I was. I heard I'm like that. I'm sorry. Every time I move. Very it's okay. Um, no, no, no. It's totally fine. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, because a lot of the a lot of uh, my friends have recent recently got married, and they were like, "You will wake up the morning after, and you'll be so happy because it's all behind you." And I was thinking that's sort of depressing, <laughs> but I know what they mean. At least I don't know. There was something warm about that sentiment, just because it acknowledges that, like, yes, this right now it's. I mean, actually, to be honest, right now it's it's a lot easier because a lot of the decisions have been made, and now it's just kind of like just following through with kind of what's already been set in motion. But it was stressful before, and there's all sorts of like family stress that's that's happening um, and pressure. But anyway, I think Daniel was a little bummed that he can't always be that person for me that can turn my mood around because I really had been kind of just mired in this you know, bullshit and then seeing seen these people who I don't see very often anymore because they're down in Orange County, um, kind of like I said, you know, like it was like a, a little ray of sunshine in my gloomy uh, room in my head. Um, but I was – to me, it totally makes sense that your significant other can't necessarily be that person in the same way that pe- friends who you don't see very often are. Because I think that around him, I just let it all hang out. Whereas around them, I think part of it is that I I feel like I need to kind of pull it together a little more. I don't know. I just want to know, what do you guys think about that? Oh, I think, what do I think about that, guys? I think that, that you're right, where you can totally feel comfortable around Daniel. You can, like, tell him how you feel you know, allow yourself to be in kind of a bad mood. Whereas, Almost indulge a bad mood. Sure, sure, totally. I think I do that sometimes with, with Alan. Um, but I think it's good that, I don't know, I don't think that's, I I would hope that if I were in that situation, Alan wouldn't feel bad about that because I think it's good that you, you know, do have to, every once in a while you need to get out and see other people and like just allow yourself to kind of like, 
be excited about that. And I know that we have a couple of friends here in L.A. that occasionally we go out with. And I think it's always good for us because it's like, oh, yeah, I do have friends outside of this relationship. I have like a personality that I don't always let out outside of this relationship. I think it's good. So I I wouldn't want I don't want Daniel to to feel bad about it because I don't think it's a bad thing. And I don't think it's a reflection of your relationship either. Right. Or like a bad yeah, it's not. No, it, and it's not the kind of. It's not like he always has that reaction. I think right. it was something specific to that day, and that. I mean, it was Valentine's Day actually, and that could be part of it because we sort of changed our plans last minute because my friend was having a party and we, we were going to be down there. Um, so I get that. I think, and which is not to say that he couldn't have. My mood couldn't have changed with him either if I sat there and talked through everything. But that's sort of the weird thing because I'm someone who believes so much in talking through everything. And yet sometimes talking through everything helps and sometimes just getting out and doing something different and having something change your thoughts helps. Really important. I think it's really important to do that. And every time that happens, (laughs) I – every time just something is – just a simple activity like lifts me out of some mood, I think – Maybe I'm maybe I'm going about it wrong by even just thinking that I need to talk everything through and think everything through, you know? I mean, I think a balance is what you want. Yeah. yeah. It you, just depends. It's in your relationship. You don't want to go down the path where you guys are going to end up being your only friends, which I see happen so often. And then so I lose easy. a lot of friends. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. I think because you're so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. it's work to go out. And it's work to, like, have conversations, <laughs> whereas when, when, like, Alan and I, we don't even have to talk to each other, and it's like, great time, you know? I mean, we're just that comfortable around each other that it's it's it feels like, oh, man, I got to, like, get ready and be charming, and what if they don't like us, or what if we don't like that? I mean, there's all these little things that I stress out about. I don't know if Alan analyzes anything What if like I'm that. out for 45 minutes, and then, and I know I have to be out for another three hours, but I really just want to go home and take off my bra? <laughs> Which never That's- happens. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it ever been a time when I've been out in the middle of being out that I thought I really want to take off my bra and go it, home. It yeah. might have, but you probably went home. Yeah. Because you're an adult. Right. Right. That's true. Like I, I had a tr- No, I had a problem getting over that for a while too, which is like, I don't want to go out because if I want to come home, then I'm already out and I'm going to get peer pressure. And I was like, no. I just one day, like, I was out and I didn't want to be out. And I was like, I'm leaving. And my friends were like, no, man, don't. And I was like, sorry, bye. Is this? Is oh my gosh, that's very, very mature. How'd it, it go? Very Did they give bold. you shit the next day? <laughs> you know, no one gave me shit, but it was like you missed a great time, and I was like, I had a blast sitting at home watching fucking. West Wing or whatever the fuck I did. It's like, probably West yeah. Wing. It was probably, <laughs> right. to be honest, no West Wing was or West some Wing. other Aaron Sorkin show. <laughs> is it a move for girls to take off their bra in the car on their way home? Have sure. You, ever, you guys do that? I that don't. I haven't done. I don't oh. do that. But what I, do you mean by a move? I don't know. Is that like a common? I don't know if uh, right, girls I do that. Like, like, on, a, like a here. You're, come you're hither. In, like you're in. Yeah. No. no. Oh, I, <laughs> oh my God. I did do that once on my 26th birthday. I was very drunk. I was wearing this like padded leopard print push up, super fucking uncomfortable, super uncomfortable bra. And see, this is why I don't drink because drinking makes me think it wouldn't be a bad idea to tell the guy that I like, that I'm out with, that my bra is super uncomfortable and I'm going to take it off. And I did that in the car. Oh, it's go time after that. It's hot. Yeah, but it, I didn't. I don't think I did if it in a sexy. If that's not an invitation, I didn't do it in a sexy way though. I did it in the oh, like. Yes, you did. 
No, I like reached up under my shirt, unhooked it's it. It's always like, oh, sexy. So sexy, like, yeah. You know, did that like, oh pulled it around an arm. You could have pulled it out. Gary, mute my mic. You could have pulled it out a pant leg. It would have been fine. I'm telling you. The knowledge that it's no longer on supersedes all. I would have had to make the same grunting sound to get it through a pant leg because this is the kind of bra that like doesn't collapse well, you know? So it's like, fuck, I can't. Stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I swing loved, it around yeah. your head like a lasso when you were done? No, uh, I see, but I should have. Like a slingshot. Yeah, or just wrap God. it around your face. <laughs> like a bonnet? That's right. <laughs> I've worn some really uncomfortable bras in my day. Yeah, they're the worst. Bras are horrible. Amen. Right? But lately, <laughs> so lately though, I, when we've talked about it before, you know, if I don't have a bra on but I need to walk Oliver, sometimes I'll just throw on a you know, another shirt or something, and then I'll go outside. But then, or just a T-shirt, and I'll tell myself, I'm not going to see anyone. It doesn't matter. But then I do this thing where I'm walking him, and I kind of fold my arms, and then I, I pretend I'm really cold. <laughs> I know that move. I was a, I used to, uh, when I was really fat, I, used to, I was that kid that would wear the T-shirt in the ocean. And the shame be- shirt? Yeah, I had to wear a T-shirt because I was so fat and I hated it, but I wanted a, I wanted a boogie board because, I mean, it was fun. So I'd always wear a T-shirt, and if I didn't wear a T-shirt, I would cover my body with a boogie board or close my arms yep. like over my, my boy boobs. Wait, did I know you used to be fat? No, this I, is new to yeah, me. No, I was, I was the fattest kid in school. Like, I, I, this, we are the same. I, think, I was the fattest. Yeah. No, I, I think I've told it before. Like, uh, there, was a, there was a yearbook picture of me with my shirt backwards. Because I had food stains all over the front, and the guy taking the picture said, I can't do that. You have to turn your shirt around. <laughs> so I wear my shirt backwards in one, my yearbook photo because I had, like, pancake syrup all over the front. How did you lose the weight? <laughs> Somehow got off the plate onto your utensils and you wiped it on your yeah. shirt. Yeah. Um, I lost it, like, the summer of seventh grade. I think I just got really into skateboarding. And, oh, and, and I spent, puberty. And puberty. <laughs> and I spent a summer at, uh, at my aunt's house in Washington. And I think I was just too embarrassed to show everyone how much I could eat. So I kind of just, you know, t- took it easy. And then I came back and, yeah, I wasn't the fattest kid in school anymore. You know what you needed back then? <sighs> Though I don't think they had it back then. Nature Box. Oh. Uh, when 3 p.m. hunger pangs hit, you can tough it out. Or you can get cranky and lightheaded. Or you can eat pancakes like Chris did. But you don't want to do that. You'll pack on the pounds. Then there's a third option. Snack smarter with Nature Box. So Nature Box is great tasting, healthy snacks sent right to your door. Um, there's French toast granola, salted caramel pretzel pops, dark cocoa almonds, uh, sweet blueberry almonds. We get this at the studio. It's so good. It is so good that... A box of Nature Box <laughs> snacks was sent to me, and Adam took it and then ate it. Did I talk about that on this show? It has not been discussed. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a Monday show topper. Oh, I did mention it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I was pissed. I mean, I understood. I understood that Nature Box is just that good that when you see it, you have to take it. It's good to see you've gotten past that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally over it. I hope Adam and his pals enjoyed my box. Um, but – Thankfully, I have another box of Nature Box snacks, so I'm very excited. Uh, zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial, and it ships for free. So right now, you guys can try your first order of Nature Box at a 50% off savings by going to naturebox.com slash Allison. That's naturebox.com slash Allison. Get a handle on your health and your hunger. Go to naturebox.com slash Allison, and then just make sure when your Nature Box arrives, Adam is nowhere nearby. Okay. Should we do so good. Just Me or Everyone? Sometimes I ponder on something I have 
one. All right. Steve Dittlinger says, can't fall asleep on my side unless my ear is flat against the pillow, i.e. not twisted or folded in any way. Oh, I can I can better you on that one. I can't go to sleep if the pillow, like if the seam is poking me in a weird way. That's my my latest thing that I go nuts about. Like I have to keep flipping the pillow over because I can feel it like poking into me. I think this is definitely an everyone type thing because I don't know if anyone else has woken up when you have kind of slept with a bent ear, like you kind of have your ear on the bed. It is – it's pretty excruciating pain. So I'm, I'm right with this guy. I, I definitely make sure. I don't think I've experienced I a bent like, ear. Yeah. I feel like I would – if it happened, I would correct it in my sleep or something. Yeah. Hmm. I got big a... ears. What can I say? I don't know. <laughs> you know, here's something we never talked about. What position does everyone sleep in? I sleep in my back or on my side. Yeah, me too. Doggy position. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Feel? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Idea. When I was a kid, um, I used to – when I would wake up in the morning, it would be so hard to get out of bed. It's just so comfortable. And whatever position that I was in that was so comfortable – I convinced myself that that was the ideal position to try to fall asleep in Smart. because I knew that it would be comfortable. And yet when I would recreate the position, like I would meticulously like <laughs> think of where my elbows were spaced out. Like I would really try – like this is the position. And it never it never worked because you're just that relaxed because your brain is still coming out of sleep. Right. So I, for me, I, I don't really have like a default need to sleep this way to fall asleep. I prefer to face one way over the other some nights, and then there's other nights where I have to be facing the other way. So, but so that means you sleep on your side. Yeah, I guess so then, huh? Do you sleep but not on, necessarily. I could sleep on my stomach with my head turned. Though. Do you sleep on like a specific side of the bed? Um, well, I guess in my own bed, I just kind of – I've had the bed for a long time. I just kind of sink to the middle. Kind of hard to pick a side. But yeah, I mean when I stay at my lady's house, definitely specific side. All right. When you guys go on vacation, do you guys stick to the same sides? No, no, not really? necessarily. Not necessarily. Huh. Yes. Girls yeah. usually. Oh, I, th- I always, I was always under the person that uh, if the bed's against a wall, girls have the side of the wall, and then if it's in the middle well, that of doesn't the, happen in a hotel. Oh, well, in the middle of the room, girls would have the side away from the door. Furthest from the for door. Protection? Yeah. I don't know why, but that, it's just natural. Like for me, whenever I've. Like went to the- I've never observed that rule. <laughs> my- and I certainly don't want the wall side because then you have to climb over the person to go to the bathroom. Right. I was just thinking my my bed positioning is way more selfishly based. I try to sleep on whatever side of the bed is closest to the window because I get really, really, really hot at night. So I need to be close to an open window while I sleep. So that's why depending on where we go, it doesn't make a difference because I'm going to sleep on whatever side of the bed closer to the window. That's mm. just me. I used to sleep with the fan on, and I really liked that because I get really hot at night. Daniel's eyes get – sorry, Daniel. When you come on, you can tell your side of the story. He had LASIK a while ago, and ever since then, his eyes – and I don't think this normally happens, um, but his eyes have – get very dry and very irritated. um, So he has to use, like, special drops right when he wakes up. And so he went to the optometrist – to talk about it because it's, it's, it's been worse lately. Um, and the optometrist said, do you sleep with a fan in the room? And he said, yes. And he's like, oh, you got to get rid of that because that apparently exacerbates it. So we've been sleeping with a white noise machine, which I like I like the sound. So there, there's still that. But now I've been getting hot at night and I'm, I hate it. 
I, what I need is like a tiny, I need someone to just stand there and just go, just right at me and avoid Daniel's eyeballs. I need a super directional fan. Yeah. Why doesn't Daniel just sleep with goggles on? Yes. Why? How inconsiderate. Why doesn't he sleep with yeah, goggles it's like, on? It's like uh, people who sleep with earplugs in because uh, the person next to them snores. Right. Yeah. Or just, it doesn't need to be goggles, but what about just one of those like face masks? That An people, eye shade? Yeah, Why exactly. doesn't I think of that I first? I think it's, yeah. <laughs> um... I think it's that it dries out the air in the room, so I think that even if he had on an eye mask, it wouldn't hmm. do anything. Yeah, but if he had on like those snowboarder goggles, those things yeah. create like an airtight seal, so that the air might do in something. there would not get dried out. Well, yeah. I think we could get... And that's a hot look in the morning. Yeah, yeah and we then could get... your, your LMS would be really weird. <laughs> yeah. We could get a cold air humidifier, which would be actually better for him, because then there'd be more moisture in the air, and then I could turn on a fan, and then it would neutralize it. Nice. I don't know if that's an option or not. I know that the Try optometrist it. mentioned the humidifier. Yeah, I don't humidifier. think he mentioned and also the fan. <laughs> because <laughs> a, cold, a cold air humidifier doesn't cool the room, does it? No. It'll just it make just it moist. That's <laughs> no, hot. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Uh, so wait, what position do you sleep in, Gary? I don't really have I'm, – I'm not really? that specific. I sleep, I sleep on my – I fall asleep on my side typically, but I never wake up that way or rarely. I'm the same Man. way. I, I sleep anywhere, anytime. I can fall asleep here yeah, if I want to. Chris will fall asleep in a drawer. If you I'll sli- no, I'll, I'll sleep anywhere. Like, I, I have no problem sleeping. Like if I go to the dentist, like the, the lady will be like, okay, the dentist will be here. He'll be here in like five minutes. And then I just he just wakes me up. I I, I wake up to him. I just pass out. Are fucking really comfortable. I don't get That's it. happened to me before. But um, and it makes it really hard to buy pillows because <laughs> – I don't. They're only for side sleepers or for people sleep on their back or stomach sleepers. There's no all around pillow. Wait, Explain to me all what, pillows what position right. pillow is an all around. Yeah. What position do you sleep in that's not on your back, on your stomach, or on either side? No, but it, it, that's it's not it's, on it's, the top of your head. No, but it's uh, it's all it's like they have pillows for side sleepers and they have a, pi- a special pillow. Like it's it's a density. What thing. What store are you going to? And, and are, sure? are we sleeping on the wrong pillow? Do you not do you not see that when you buy pillows? No, yes, no, but I also never. see the ones that just say pillow. Pillow. That's what I have. I just have a pillow. That's what I've got too. Well, we have our eyes on different kinds of pillows. Maybe I need to get. A special pillow. Wait, Maybe that's my problem. What's a what's a reasonable price for a pillow? Because I recently went to go buy pillows, and the person I was with had a vastly different idea of of it than I did. I, and I ended up caving. In it's a been pillow. so long since I bought pillows, and I feel like I got them at Costco, or so. I feel like my mom actually got one for me as a gift at Costco. But here's, I feel like it should be about forty nine, but I bet it's really more like eighty. That's what I'm gonna say. The range goes from like ten to a couple hundred. Yeah, they have ten dollar pillows. Sure, uh, yeah. they have like three dollar. They, pillows. they have a lot of a lot of pillows in the twenty dollar range. Really, mm-hmm. and then there's a few in the forty fifty range, but not not many. And then it's eighty and up. What kind of store were you at? I was at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, I would not spend more than fifty dollars on a pillow. I would get like Agreed. a two, I would get like a two pack for a hundred bucks. That sounds about Ooh. right. Still I know Cos- Costco does that. I was going to say twenty dollars, <laughs> but or twenty two dollars was actually the number, the figure I had in my head. I think that pillow, the pillow industry understands. Big Pillow <laughs> understands that you're going to use this every single night, so they can kind of get away with charging you a little bit more because oh, so you're sticking it back to the man. Yeah, but I mean, you just you want to. Sp- you, I think people would be more willing to spend money 
more money on something that they really use every single day. It's like when you go to a public place and they have like the one ply toilet paper but when you have it in your own house you're going to spend a little bit extra money for the three or four ply because you know that's going to be better for you or six ply ply i was just going to say i have no idea what the actual ply of that is i think double ply you have six ply i have no idea okay he buys three rolls of double ply and then meticulously makes six ply are you serious yeah it takes most of the he's a deck of cards how could you possibly think he's being serious right now it Who seems knows? like something you might do. No offense. You Watch think, a movie, roll no, your toilet paper. I am paper. taking offense to this. Allison, you think <laughs> that I'm the kind of person who would go out, buy two uh. packs of toilet paper that are at the half ply of what I would probably normally want, and then sew them together? <laughs> well, just I, re-roll them together. What you guys think about I didn't me? think... I don't. I didn't think that you sew them together. I, yeah, exactly. I figured you re-rolled them. Right. So then <laughs> you it's just one lay them on top of each other. Roll. He's not a monster. Yeah. I. It did. <laughs> what have I done? It does. It what does, have I done? It does. Uh, your mouth. Strain credulity. However, you're known as a porcelain punisher. That was the part that made me think. Oh, maybe. I just feel like if you know me really well, you would think more likely that I'm the guy who would stand in the toilet paper aisle for a significantly long period of time and look at the various plies and try to find the one that I, I'm very meticulous that way. Maybe that's just how I see How's myself. How's that different? Because I'm being a little <laughs> bit more responsible with the money that I'm spending because I'm only buying one set of toilet oh. paper instead of two and then re-rolling it. What if they were on sale? What? Okay. <laughs> You're being more meticulous with your time. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a thicker ply, so you would use half the sheets then. Does that, does that matter? Oh, work? you know what's the worst toilet paper ever? Don't get it. It's like Charmin Tough and Strong, or it's not called that. It's some kind of ultra strong or something. You might be tempted to buy it. Maybe it's because I, I have made the mistake. I made the mistake and bought it once. It is like using paper towels on your butt, it, is, it, will, it will rip you open. That's uh-huh. awful. It's really rough. All but that. I think it's really strong. So if if your problem is toilet paper that falls apart in your hand, which I don't know whose problem that is. Shouldn't be your problem. Yeah. If that's your problem, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big problem. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And Jenna, how do you sleep? Uh, on my uh, Actually, it depends. I'm a side or on my back sleeper. But if I'm on my back, I have to have my arms over my head, which is weird, oh. I realize. Do you have but a really long so bed? it's so comfortable. Well, we have a king bed. Okay. And I kind of oh, do. you do? You're so lucky. Oh, it's Fancy. so great, you guys. It's a uh, sleep <sighs> number bed. It is a magical oh, right. sleeping experience. Changed my life. Hmm. So grateful we bought this bed. We have been considering that. We haven't had this conversation. This was a conversation we used to have that we haven't had in a long time because we, I like a firmer bed and he likes a softer bed. Mm-hmm. We Maybe we should just get the sleep number. It is. I could not sleep on Alan's side if I tried. It is so different than mine. And actually, our numbers are really close. Sometimes we have the same number because I kind of mess around with mine. He keeps his the same. But his is so different than mine that when I'm on that side, I'm like, oh, gosh, this is the weirdest bed. Because <laughs> it just so – but it, so it's a box spring. It makes such a difference. I sleep I so much better. I stayed in a hotel once that had a sleep number bed, and I did not get any sleep because all I did was – Play with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's well, what happens when someone yeah. gives me a button. Just so you guys know, Sleep Number is a sponsor of Penn Sunday School, which is part of the Cruel Digital Network. So maybe we should keep talking about how much we love Sleep Number 
try to get him a sponsor on this show. Heck yeah. I, we, that's what we're doing. Okay, I mean, good. I wasn't I aware we were doing making it. Making sure you're aware. Yeah. Sleep Number is, is in one. some way affiliated I will do, with this network. Right. Hello, Sleep Number. All right. commercials for Sleep Number. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I have something that, that Jenna just reminded me of. I, I'm certain that this is a just me, but, and I don't know why, I have horrible, horrible nightmares whenever I sleep on my back with my arms above my head. It is with 100% accuracy. Wow. If I fall Whoa. asleep and I am like kind of sleeping on my back with my hands above my head, I will wake up in the middle of the night. Both my arms are like numb and I've just woken up from a terrifying nightmare. It's happened no less than 10 times in my life. And every time it's happened with my arms over my head. Weird. I, I have no explanation do ha- for do it. Do the nightmares involve falling or something? Are you? Sh- I don't remember necessarily, but there's definitely like a, a visceral thing that's happening with my body. Like you're being tied up. It's making me tense. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but if I start to feel myself fall asleep with my arms over my head, before I fall asleep, I will make a conscious effort to bring oh, my wow. arms back down again. Okay, because I was thinking. That is really weird. I know. That's not just how you just woke up. You know you fell asleep that way? Well, Because what usually, if, like, in a dream, you just... That's true. I mean, I guess it could happen during a dream. What I'm saying is that when I've woken up from a horrible nightmare and I've realized that my arms are above my head, it's like a, oh, not again. My friend, my friend has that same thing. But really? It's, uh, yeah, he always gets nightmares whenever he eats Carl's Jr. before oh. he goes right, to bed. Well, that's a little different. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth, like, I swear. That's with 100% accuracy. It's so bizarre. He won't eat Carl's Jr. because he gives him nightmares. Hmm. All right. Elisa in Wausau says, sorry, Gary, I wasn't. Do whichever one you want. I forgot okay. we were doing JMOs. I know. We started going off on our own JMOs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel like I'm going to poke myself in the nose while I smell a freshly sharpened pencil. They smell so good, though. It's been ages since I've sharpened a pencil. And, s- and also, I don't think. No, maybe I have smelled it, but it's been a while. I would say that error comes more with those those markers, the smelly markers. Yes. Where you you always get a little a little yep. nick of it on your nose. Oh yeah, those are delicious. Mm. I didn't like the brown. That was my least favorite. Was it chocolate? Scent. Was that chocolate? Yeah. No, it's cinnamon. Oh, it was cinnamon. Oh. It was cinnamon. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. A newly sharpened pencil that smells fantastic. Good, Does it? Yeah. Oh, I don't absolutely. think I ever smelled a pencil. Mm. Hmm. You, you're blown. Missed it. out. I kind of liked the feeling of because. In the early days of my going to school, you would sharpen your pencil. They always had the pencil sharpener thing on the wall. wall. (sighs) Yes. That was kind of fun. Yeah. But also fun is the feeling of jamming your pencil down into the pencil sharpener and then it kind of vibrates. Yeah, that's good too. You have to hang on. Mm-hmm. It's like a, um, or you let like it a mechanical spin. bowl. You let it spin Ooh. loosely in your yeah. hand. I it's always like to do that. I always thought it was fucked up when you'd sharpen a pencil and somehow the lead wouldn't actually go all the way around. So you'd have this weird like sharpened wood tip yes. with like a little that. bit of lead beneath it. Yes. It's a that. weird thing that used to happen a lot as a kid and you just don't even think about that anymore. Right. For some reason that, that actually smelled bad too. I think it's just <laughs> I was upset though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a your weird emotions wood are running nub. So high. Wood nub. Chandler says, just mirror everyone. Try to make clean lane changes by not hitting any of the plastic bumps on the road. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy that, but I, I don't. I've totally tried to. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Jen says, just mirror everyone. Does everyone secretly fear drinking a regular soda when you specifically order diet at a restaurant? Yes. I will, I will make other people take a sip. Me too. Always. You know why? Because Can you when not it's, tell? You can, but I think that sometimes when it's out of uh, um, the fountain, it, they like there might be a little more syrup than normal, so mm-hmm. it's a tiny bit sweeter, exactly. but it's not as sweet as an actual Especially if Coke it's a gun. Be. 
Yeah. Where there's that's what oh, I mean. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm always afraid of that. And oftentimes in the drive thru I'll be like, This is definitely a diet, right? Like you push the diet button. Because it's so frustrating when it's bad. Right. It's one soda. Like it's like hundred and forty calories. Maybe <laughs> even more if you order a large. Right. And it's just you just don't want to I speak for me. You just don't want to be taking in calories that you don't want. Exactly. Even you if know, I blow it eating something else, eating cake I, or something. Right, I don't want the soda calories. <laughs> right. Uh, Laurel Crisafuli says, my dogs lose their shit anytime a doorbell rings on TV. I usually have to go check the door to get them to calm down. No, Oliver doesn't do that. But if there's a dog barking on, t- on the, the TV, he definitely notices that. How do you train your dog to not do that anymore? Call that's the dog good, whisper. Yeah. That's a good question. I actually I don't know. Luckily, I, Oliver doesn't really do that. Because I, yeah. I I don't know any dogs that have done that before when it's on the TV. Like certainly when there's somebody at the door, dogs lose their shit. <laughs> so my instinct was to say you just need to train your dog better. But then it, before I said it out loud, I just thought how would you even train your dog to do that? You right. just have to like – I don't know. Force your dog to hear the doorbell until it doesn't bother right, him maybe. anymore, right? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Jackie says, when I read an article where someone is quoted with something in brackets, I try to figure out how they really phrased it. Yes, I do that too. Isn't that just reserved for spelling, spelling stuff or word it's things implied, like, like what they? No, are. it could be like if he if somebody says a sentence like he jumped over the moon, you can like you can change he to the person so that it makes sense. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Matt it's just like grammatical thing. You're just either replacing either a spelling error that you're trying to correct, or well, you're yeah. replacing a pronoun. Yeah. Like I don't think yes. there's really a lot to be inferred because otherwise you but would just close the quote and then – Right? Yeah, you can Maybe. add context. But... I guess I don't know specifically what you're talking about though. Like it might say – like the quote might be we went to and then brackets um, in and out and da-da-da. And she's saying that she tries to figure out what he actually said. And what he probably said was we went to, we went to grab a bu- – we went there. Maybe he had already right. mentioned yeah. in and out or something. Right. This isn't going to become a podcast about grammatical replacements. I probably I don't I don't know what that sentence looks like. I I can't imagine that. What I would when I'm picturing in my mind is we bracket went to in and out, and you're just changing like the way that the well, verb was. Well, maybe he was. really had said we goed. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying like that's when you would use the brackets would be to to change like the tense of the yeah. sentence that you're writing so that it matches you the narrator. Yes, yes. As opposed Sometimes to like replacing see- a noun with some other story that you can't say. No. I'm sure it happens. I just I – I can't think no, of a single No, it wouldn't be example. that. It would be if it was a pronoun changing it back to that the the noun that it – the pronoun. Yeah. I thought you were going to yawn. It's like, yeah, making me – boring to me. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> Rich Bryant said, yawn, when the check ahead. comes – 80% of the time, I write in the tip and sign and then realize I've just done this on the customer copy. Oh, yes. All the time. Do what? they give you the customer copy on top of the merchant copy? And can they, they stop? They do, and they doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you if, you sign it, behind. if you sign the customer copy, the waiter will use that. It, it, it doesn't even matter. And sometimes I then I actually go, like, if it's a pen that I'm enjoying writing with, I'll go so far as to write it in, on my copy, and then I fold it up, and then I put it in my purse, and then I never, ever, 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 ever look at it. Right. Yeah, it's and just then I trash. throw it away. I think yeah. it depends Four on, years later. on, like, what your business is. Like, my dad will often, like, he'll keep the receipt, and then he'll write on the back of it, like, it's a business lunch that it could be written off later or something. That's different. Yeah. That goes uh, in a separate section in yeah. my purse. 
<laughs> a separate section that you don't look at? Yeah. Or do you? Eventually, in a year, when I have to do my taxes. Uh, you don't even need to really sign those papers, though. Or you can sign it with whatever gibberish you want to. I saw a blog a couple of years ago where this guy took pictures of his receipts to try to prove that you don't actually have to sign them. And at first, he was like very subtle and like we just do a sloppy signature. But after like months and months of doing this, he would sign it with like hieroglyphics. He signed it in cursive. I stole this credit card. Uh, they don't and care. Every single time it went yeah. through. I didn't every care. single time. Well, if you think about it, if you can pay for things with your credit card when you don't even need to sign them, then you don't need to sign it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I just do. A doodle, pretty much. Not Me a doodle, too. but like just a scribbly line at this point. Yeah, I do like yeah. a loop and a squiggle, and then I'm, yep. I'm gone. It then could be good. anything. Ken L. says, I get creeped out by following child actors on Twitter. Um, I don't think I follow any. I don't think I do either, but I did see the kid who's in um, Trophy Wife the other day on Twitter, and I thought, should I follow him? And then I thought, no, he's like 10. That's weird. <laughs> and I didn't. Well, there you so, go. Yes. So he means child actors that are still children. Yeah, like, I'm assuming. It would, would it be weird to follow Haley Joel Osment, for example? Not no. as weird. But it would be weird to follow like a 10 year old. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I guess I can see that. Yeah. I say see what, what uh, he means. Um, you know what you guys need? Anyone in this room want to be removing some hair? I recommend. I mean, everyone has a little hair they need removed. The no-no. That's what you need. Quit spending your money and your time on expensive, inconvenient laser hair removal treatments or waxing, all of that. Say say no to that and say yes to the no-no. The no-no offers pain-free professional treatments that can be performed in your own home. It's, it's this little device. It's about the size of a cell phone, completely portable, safe to use on your body and your face. Uh, it doesn't hurt at all. It, you Actually, you don't even feel it. Um, you just glide it along your skin and it removes the hair and it's got this cool little LED readout so it tells you if you're doing it right, um, although it's actually very easy. Um, one of these times I want to do it wrong, though, just so I can see it light up in the way where it's telling me to, to change the way I'm doing it. Uh, you get weeks of long-lasting results, professional results at home. Never again will you hassle with an appointment for an expensive in-office treatment. And by the way, the no-no works on all skin types, all hair colors, and is safe and effective for both men and women. So there's a special exclusive offer for you guys, my listeners. And to take advantage of it, you should go to nonobestfriend.com. Or call 800-508-4815. Again, that's nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. Here is what you get. The no-no device, an exclusive facial kit, so you can use it on your body, but also uh, to remove facial hair. A very snazzy travel case, and the entire purchase is backed by their triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, then they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them so you don't risk a penny to try the no-no. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Something going on over there that you guys want to share? Uh, nope, not at all. But thanks for bringing it up. Well, I just I saw I you subtle. lean tenderly into Matt Chris's asked if ear. I had a plug because he wanted me to plug Pat O'Brien's podcast, which is a great podcast. Oh, that's how much it. But I told him no because I, I had a different plug. But yeah. right. so I would not plug the Pat O'Brien podcast on Cruel Digital. Thank you. You know who you should never tell a secret to? Chris. <laughs> not that it was a secret, but I'm just saying. He folds so fast. So quick. Yeah. That's how I would be, too. I've been, get, I've been trying to, be to get him. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it is. We're people pleasers. It's a good podcast. I, I just had to. I want to tell the world. Yep. I was just going to say, I've been trying to get him to plug the Pat O'Brien podcast on the Cruel Digital Network for a couple weeks now. Uh-huh. But he keeps on having his own things to plug. 
But so. this week he doesn't? No, I did. No, he I told him no. He, oh. he won't be plugging the Pat O'Brien oh. podcast on the Cruel <laughs> Digital Network. New episodes every Tuesday. Yeah, so he never. won't be plugging See, that. See, this toy worked out for you, Matt. <laughs> so no one's going to point out that Matt couldn't take one week off out of the last 48 to plug the Pat O'Brien podcast? <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> I have my own shit to plug, people. 48 weeks. I feel like they've heard it. <laughs> you're right. This is our Very 48th, this is our 48th is show true? together? Yeah. Wow. wow. Happy anniversary <laughs> next month. Feels Aww. like 49. Wait, it's our anniversary next month, like... 52 shows will be one year, so yeah, doing a little quick math next month. But we did, like, three over Christmas. <laughs> Didn't we okay, do, like, when three we get to the 52nd one, it's close to the year anniversary. I, I would go... Okay. I'm still... I'm ruining the thing. Uh, I understand. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be, like, happy anniversary, us, but no, it's like, well, let me get my abacus out. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're so right, That's though, about long. the fact that, Matt, you could plug this every single week. Oh, yeah, totally could. Um, all right. <laughs> thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Hey, and thank you for having us. Thank- uh, <laughs> and thank you to everyone in the room for helping me with all that wedding stuff. And thanks to the listeners for listening to all that wedding stuff. And also send in your thoughts about everything that I asked about. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. And you can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. We have a ringtone available. Hey. Hey, hey, go fuck yourself. You need this. You need it. You need to wake up to it. You need to make it your ringtone for, I would make it for everyone, but maybe it's, you know, maybe you want to set it as a special ring for someone, text tone, (laughs) all sorts of fun can be had with it and it'll make you smile. You can get that uh, by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And also, we have a special bonus episode available, which we recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival with uh, Doug Benson and Matt Costa, musician and funny guy. And Gary was there, and Matt was there, and Chris was there, and I was there. And that is the genesis of the butter sandwich debate. So if you consider yourself a fan of this show, but you don't have this episode... Well, I just don't know what kind of fan you are. Um, Gergos is going to be serving that. That is a butter party. sandwiches. Did he say he was going to? I think so. Oh yes, we yeah, talked about that absolutely. on that show as well. Um, yeah, so look forward to that on Monday. That's right. But you can get this bonus episode. It's a dollar ninety nine in the comedy album section of the iPhone store. I already mentioned if you're going to buy something on Amazon, click the banner on my website. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. Um, yeah, Gergos on the show on Monday. So listen and then let me know whether you think he was being serious or not. You can follow Gary on Twitter at GPatrickSmith for Matt. Go to ThereWillBeSpoilers.com. Check out my podcast. I had one of my best friends since I was five years old on this past week, and it was a really great conversation. So what, please check it what out. What did you talk about? Well, I, we didn't have the a specific – The Pat O'Brien show? Yeah, we talked about the Pat O'Brien show. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, I've been trying to come up with a new topic every single week. Right, there will be. There will be blank, but – Ultimately, I just ended up calling this episode, There Will Be Winter in New Hampshire. My friend packed up his entire life from California and moved to New Hampshire to go start a beer brewing business. And when I called him up, I was expecting to have kind of like a fun, lighthearted, haven't talked to you for you know six months type combo. But he was like very like melancholy and had clearly been going through some weird stuff. I don't know if you've had that experience where you're interviewing somebody and you're trying to like I'm keep so up. sorry I asked. Oh, sorry. I don't mean to be taking up so <laughs> no, much time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying that it, it was a very interesting interview for me. I think you try to match the energy of the person that you're talking to and I usually try to bring a lot of energy to things. 
So uh, anyway. Sorry, what happened? Therapysports.com. Please listen. Yes. No, I, I know what you mean, though. When you expect it to be a certain way and instead the person is like actually – being very real. Yeah, very real. So this It's always interesting when that happens. Of course. So I will say that this episode of my podcast is incredibly real and it's someone I've known for over twenty years. So it's mm. I thought it was pretty pretty great combo. Sounds good. Almost yep. as good as the Pat O'Brien show. Thank you. Not nearly as good as Pat O'Brien show. That show's awesome. And All right, okay. Is there something else you wanted to plug? Oh well, I wanted to plug uh uh at Irvine. Casey from Pizza Port gave us some really good beers and I just wanted to uh, say thank you. And uh, so, yeah, if you like good beers, check out Pizza Port in Southern California. Yeah, I'm going to co-sign that because I got a little bit of that too. And it's uh, it's very, very good stuff. So thank you very much, Casey. We appreciate it. Pizza Port. Mm-hmm. And I'll send some love from the other people at Corolla Digital. We I'm sure they have out. great za too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'd post a picture of it on the gram. Oh, God. <laughs> Jenna? Uh, follow me on Twitter and vote for me on the new episode of Headline Punchline on Friday. It will be on my Twitter account Friday afternoon. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show. Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal Cat Litter guarantees an odor-free home for seven days. My name is Erin. I manage a pet sitting company. I honestly feel like I have the most experience with litter boxes of any person I know. Clump & Seal is totally different. Even after seven days, I did not notice any odor. You're not getting the dust that comes up. There was some sort of sealing magic happening. New Arm & Hammer Clump & Seal Cat Litter. Seven-day odor-free home guaranteed. Look on the package for $3 off. Buy a box, see what you think in seven days, because it's legit.